Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Got an absolute cracker of a show for you today. Our guest on today's episode is Sherelle Grant, who is a WBFF Bikini Pro. She has so much knowledge to share with all of us. Um, she's actually a listener of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, so thanks for that, Sherelle. And today's episode was a fun one. We got a training session in. We had a good chat about what we wanted to go over today. And some of the things that we're going to cover include how females can increase their confidence coming into the gym for the first time because it can be quite intimidating. We talk about her nutritional approach, her training approach, her favorite glute exercises, and much, much more. But in general, today's show is very, very informative, and I know it's going to help a lot of you. So make sure you take a screenshot of the episode if you enjoy the show and take some value. Tag myself and tag Sherelle in that story so we can we can see your feedback because we'd love um, to hear whether or not you've enjoyed the show. But for now, I'm going to get straight into today's show and let you enjoy what Sherelle had to say. All right, Ledge, thanks so much for coming in. You've just put me um, almost put me to shame in the gym, so now it's my turn <laughs> to to grill you uh, for a podcast. But um, in all seriousness, thanks heaps for joining us today. We've had a few requests. Um, through Instagram and stuff and um, a few topics in regards to female training in the gym um, and I thought what better person to get in than yourself so thanks for coming in. Pleasure, it's really good to be on here like I've been listening to the podcast for probably about a year now, I listen to it every morning when I go for a walk if there's a new one out so yeah it's really good to be on. Very cool, you'll be able to listen to yourself. Yeah I know, <laughs> oh, I hate listening to myself. <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned before there's a few topics I want to get through today in regards to um, stuff that you do yourself in regards to your own training and nutrition, but also uh, get some advice from you in regards to training for females and in particular females that may not have entered the gym before um, you know, because they may not know what they're doing or maybe because it's more of a confidence thing, which I know can be a massive issue, not only for females, like I know as, as well for males that haven't been in the gym before, it can be a daunting environment to go into when you've just got no idea what you're doing. Um, but... I want to start it off by asking you, how did you get into training in the first place? Um, so in terms of fitness, I started out actually running. So I got into sort of half half distant marathons. Um, so I ran for a couple of years and I got into the gym sort of just for injury prevention, um, just to try and strengthen up my lower body a little bit. And from what, that... I'll cut you off. What type of like physique are you naturally like an ectomorph like what type of physique do you feel like you are i would say that i'm very much a hard mesomorph um okay. in that i do gain size quite easily um but yeah i was i was probably not born to be a runner but mm. i did like running long distance so okay. i got into the gym and i was very much a cardio bunny um so only on the treadmill the cross trainer that sort of stuff did mm -hmm. a little bit of like pump classes les mills that sort of thing yeah um and then from then i really did a 12-week generic challenge like most people do and i just loved that whole process so okay. that's really what got me eager into um, the whole process of competing and strength training and changing your physique. And so that challenge was where the addition of weights came in? Yes, yes. So okay. they, it was a traditional bodybuilding split, you know, chest yeah. and tries, that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm glad that I started out learning that way, um, but I've definitely learned a lot since then. And did you work with a trainer initially or did you kind of wing it and... and 
I winged it. Um, I had I had sought out a personal trainer at the start and was severely disappointed. Um, you know, they had me doing cardio pretty much instead of what I really wanted to do. So I sort of took it on myself to educate myself and learn about strength training and how to do the movements properly. And it's really only this year that I've actually sought out a coach to okay, cool. yeah, do my own thing. Awesome. And what was your mindset initially around getting into that strength training side of things like you know you said you spent a lot of time in the cardio section and not really gone over and done much weights previously um were you pretty confident in just going starting yourself or was it um intimidating at all because as i mentioned before like particularly with females it can be pretty intimidating you know i guess um what to most people seems like a, a male or alpha dominant type environment in the gym mm. um and that does depend on what gym you go to as well, I guess. But um, yeah, what was your mindset around it all? Um, Like growing up in a smaller sort of country town, it was very much that you'd go to the gym, all the girls would be on the cardio equipment and all the men would be up the back doing the weights. So I would either go onto the treadmill or the rower at a stretch and (laughs) do group fitness classes. And that was sort of the strength, my version of strength training at the time. So it was a battle, it is fresh. I do remember what it was like to go up the back and lift weights like the boys. And yeah, it's 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 a very intimidating environment when you first start out because you're co- comparing yourself to the way that males are lifting as well. And I think that a lot of girls do that as well. They look over there and they, they don't wanna go up the back and be with the guys. Yeah. There's not many girls do it, especially in smaller towns. 100 percent when you know everyone and everything yeah, like that as well yeah. but what what would you say would be some of the best advice that you reckon you could give to females that are starting out that um particularly may have no idea about training in terms of strength training it, itself or or just in general don't feel confident in in being there because they may feel like everyone's watching them or something mm. like that yeah well from my own experience like something that i'm grateful that i did do was to start small and you know start out doing group training classes you know doing the les mills and all that sort of stuff just ingraining that habit of going to the gym for the hour lifting weights um following sort of a structured workout and then um you know it's all about a step process so you're not going to go the, the gym that I train at now is like a bodybuilding gym and I would have never started training there. Mm. So you've got to pick your environment. So things like F45 training and those sort of things are great to start out with. Um, something I wish I did was get a good trainer at the start just yeah. to learn the basics, you know, learn how to squat, deadlift, all those movements properly. So yeah. I think a lot of girls, um, they really don't have the confidence because they don't know what they're doing. So that's that's at the root of it. So if you are confident in the movement that you're doing, then you're going to be able to go into the gym and work out comfortably. Um, something I used to do was I used to write down my um, workout before I'd go okay. there and I would like look up the movements and go on bodybuilding.com and you know watch the little clips on YouTube so I knew what I was doing when mm. I'd go there and you're not walking around like Bambi not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> Um, so that's what I used to do, always write down on a piece of paper and keep it with me. Um, and yeah, like I just progressed from group train, from cardio, group training, doing a 12 week challenge and yeah, now just doing what I want. Doing what you want, love it, how good. <laughs> um, and how, even since you've been in strength training, like what did your training, like you said you did that challenge, after that, what did your training kind of progress to? Have you gone through, um, I guess, like for example, myself, when I first started strength training, compared to what I do now, it's night and day. Like I was just high reps, 
lightweight, avoided all the exercises that I didn't really particularly want to do, um, and compared to now where it's just completely different. So how has your training changed? Mm. So when I did this um, challenge, I was surrounded by other men in the gym. So I every movement that I did or the training that I did, it was almost copying them to an extent. So. I, in the start, I think that I was just going so hard. I was lifting way too much without the correct form. I wasn't activating muscles. And, you know, by six weeks of doing it like that, I would be have a little niggle come up. So I think now I'm a lot smarter in the way that I train and that I know that it's not all about the weight on the bar. It's about progressively overloading. It's about yeah. a lot of factors. It's about your nutrition. It's about your protein. It's There's so much more that comes into play than just the number on the bar. And that's what I used to get fixated. I get fixated on numbers quite easily. So that's why cardio was good for me because I could watch how many calories I, could, I was burning. I could time how long I was on the treadmill for. Yeah. But when you shift that into a strength mindset you know it's really empowering and that is a really good way to build up your confidence to be able to you know add weight on the bar with good form and focus on more things than just one number yeah 100 percent. and you've you've obviously had some good success lately in terms of competing which i want to touch on really soon but outside of actually stepping on stage and winning shows and stuff like that what positive effects have you seen mentally and physically and it's a pretty loaded question but mentally and physically since strength training um, so outside of sort of fitness, I work as a nurse and a midwife um, and a lot of people approach me in, you know, how do you do shift work and, you know, stay fit and healthy or how can you get your meals or even your lunch breaks and, you know, yeah. night duty and, you know, to me it's just sort of excuses and I don't want to, you know, dump on that but I think you've just got to work with the lifestyle that you've got you know yeah. if you've got night duty work around it you know yeah. there's lots of things that you can do um, around it and I think that that being able to do that and recognizing that you're in control of your own life you know it's really empowering and you just build up mental toughness like it's yeah 100% and, and you seem like someone that's relatively confident anyway but do you reckon it, it? Do you reckon the fact that you are a lot more confident in the gym now, and you're getting stronger, and you're doing these big lifts, and, and seeing yourself progress, helps with confidence outside of the gym as well? Do you see that translation? Yeah, I think across? so. And like, I mean, there are still definitely topics and you know exercises and things that I am not confident with. But I think that if you're always eager to learn and you approach things. You know, there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. And mm. I think that if you go into the gym with a level of confidence but willing to learn, because there's, you know, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. So, you, you know, and the more I learn, the, the less I know. So yeah. you're never going to be... And I think with girls as well, you know, we, we pull ourselves apart in that we just find every flaw and just tear it apart. And... I think competing has helped me recognize my strengths yeah. and just work on that. Like everyone's got weaknesses, but what makes you stand out? And mm. you've just got to wear that because in a sport like competing, if you're not confident, you're not going to do well. And yeah, you've just got to fake it, even if you're not, until you make it. Like you've just really got to draw on yourself. And I think a lot of people get into the sport with the wrong reasons um, and they'll never never sort of do well because internally they're in it for the wrong reasons so in it for the wrong reasons yeah no i couldn't agree more and i want to actually ask you a question you can give me well 
I've just, I don't know what I'm, I've just poorly, <laughs> poorly worded that. Reword. All right, what I was meant to try and spit out, which didn't come out, is what do you think is is something that could be improved in gyms to make it an environment that would be uh, easier for someone to come into that's mm. for the first time? Or do you think there isn't anything that needs to change? Do you think it's more so the, the approach for that person? I think it's the approach for that person. I mean, like, I think even in life, there's shit people everywhere. And I've had, you know, I've had people say horrible things to me in the gym. Like, I've had people ask me if I'm I'm on steroids or like, you know, and you've just got to learn to brush that crap off and roll on with your life. And I think that the more that you shelter yourself, you know, if you're going upstairs and using the female-only weight room, or if you're only going to ever do gym classes, well, you're never going to build up the confidence mm. to do what you really want to do. So you've just got to, you know, step out of your comfort zone. And I think if you, if you, like I said, you know, progress, pick achievable goals, you know, go to a class a couple of times a week, start by that, get a trainer, learn the movement until you're confident doing it, you know, achievable goals, and then just progress like there. Like, I've been strength training now for probably, well, I've been in the gym for probably four years. Okay. You know, I didn't do the 12-week challenge and then grow all this confidence and then yeah, just... Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, it's it like takes a long guns. time, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And... Another another thing that I talk a lot about with, with my own clients and it, the topic comes up a lot through social media and whatnot is in terms of varying body fat percentages and, and for a competitor, this is massive and mm. um, this is definitely not just for females. Like I know guys as well go, go through it more so uh, mentally than physically but how do you deal with the varying body fat percentages? So obviously when you compete, you're extremely shredded. And then in the off season, you need to allow your body to grow and recover and stuff like that. And it can be mentally hard, fucking hard as. So how do you deal with that? I love this question because it's something that I preach is that what you put on stage should not be maintainable. And Mm. although I'm in bikini, you know, it is, unquote, maintainable to an extent in that you should, you know, you're not going to get off stage and put on 20 kilos or anything like that. Like maybe some figure competitors have to. Yeah. But... I think it comes back to why you're competing and that you've got to be in it for the right reasons. And I think everyone goes through it at the start because when I first competed, I probably wasn't in it for the right reasons, you know, and you learn a lot from your first show or two and you sort of just need to like be resilient and you need to understand before you start prep that, okay, this, I'm going through a process and I'm going to put a physique on stage that I'm going to love, but it's not going to be maintainable. Because everyone just wants to be shredded all year mm. round. And it's it's not maintainable. And I think it's such a huge issue for women because they don't understand that to maintain such a low level of body fat, you're in the long run, you can make yourself infertile from it. Mm. So it's not healthy and society shouldn't preach that. No. So I think it's, you know, you just need to accept with yourself that it's okay to return to being, quote, normal because your normal is probably someone else's goals. Yeah. And, you know, you just, you need to understand that before you start prep. Yeah. So, 
you know, it's it's all well and good to, you know, get on stage and do all that sort of stuff. But if you don't have, you know, a reverse in line or, you know, the right mindset leading into it, you can really screw yourself up at the end of it mentally. Like, I know a lot of girls that are really screwed up yeah. from getting on stage. And there's a reason why there's so few people that actually reach that point yeah. and get on stage and, and get in that, that conditioning. Mm. And like you said, it's not a sustainable thing. It yeah. is an extreme sport. Yeah. And once you see yourself... Um, at that level of leanness as well you know you put on one kilo and you you feel every gram Mm. so and whereas no one else probably even notices and I think it's it comes down to being comfortable in the skin that you're in you know you've got to you've got to be doing it for more reasons than the physique you mentioned before that you do have to be in it for the right reasons what is what are your reasons what motivates you (laughs) my why (laughs) what is your why um I I just want I just want to preach being healthy. Like I want to preach that you can do this the right way and not have to starve yourself and not f- kill yourself in the gym. So that's a big reason for me is that I used to watch some of my idols on Instagram and social media and you know look at their sort of end result and, f- and wish that I could have that. And I remember just being like, "Oh, it's too hard. I'd have to do this and I'd have to do that." And it's that's just bullshit like you don't have to do that so i just i just want girls to be able to see that there is a sustainable and healthy way to do this no the physique's not maintainable yeah but you can get to a level you know of leanness the correct way without steroids without fat burners without starving yourself and wrecking your metabolism so that's probably my why yeah and we spoke about this while we're training before in regards to your kind of approach with actually getting lean and, and you brought up something that I thought was that I wanted to actually talk about in terms of you said that the, really the only thing or the main thing that changes when you are trying to get on stage is your energy output not so much your energy input in terms of calories in mm. versus calories out so I think you said currently you're maybe eating about 300 roughly 300 calories more than what you would be at the lowest point mm. in prep mm. um, and you're in your off season so how long have you kind of been following that type of approach and and when did when did that kind of click for you that it doesn't have to be a matter of starving yourself and doing endless amounts of exercise to get in that condition um when i my first sort of three shows that i did i coached myself stupidly um and i did you know restrict my calories to a level that i I probably didn't want to and i was probably very naive at the start um so really it's been sort of the last 12 to 18 months um, when I've actually got a coach, worked on building up my metabolism, learning a lot more about nutrition and training, um, where I sort of realized that, yeah, you don't have to do it. And I think having a coach there as well, it's almost like my excuse because I'm the sort of person who's going to do more and eat less to get to stage. Like, I'll do everything that I need to, you know, I'll tick every single box. Whereas I need someone to pull Pull me back back. and say, Sherelle, we're on track, just chill out. So that's been really good to me to actually take that trust out of myself and give it to someone else, almost the responsibility. Okay. Um, So, yeah, like, that's why it's so important to have a coach, regardless whatever you think they are or aren't doing. You need a good coach to be able to, you know, have a non-bias opinion and yeah. look at you from the outside, the outside and say yeah. yeah so i think yeah the last sort of the last two years where i've really got into strength training is when i've appreciated calories in that you need them obviously yeah. to grow and like i've i think when i got on stage last i was 
five or six kilos heavier than when I first started competing, eating t- twice as much. Yeah. So, like, it just goes to show that, you know, you can put on a lot of muscle if you fuel your body correctly. Correctly, yeah. 100%. And and that's a, that's a really important topic because in regards to the nutrition side of things, I wish, like, something that I hope to try and get out of, like, the content that I'm putting out is to help people understand that that food is not just to lose fat or it's fuel yeah it's mm. fuel like your body needs it and and we were talking about this before like typically when i start with a female a lot of the time it's increasing their food intake and then they start losing fat at mm. a much faster rate than what they were before because all of a sudden they're moving more throughout the day they're sleeping better cortisol is lower their training's yeah. better all these things which you wouldn't typically think because most people first thing they think is reduce food mm-hmm. increase energy output and then that's it yeah but there is so much more to it and there is yeah. and we were talking about stress levels and cortisol and and how you actually kind of have almost like a bit of a cap or a limit where you, you can get to the point where you're just doing too much mm. in prep and 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 you lose fat at a lot lesser rate than what you do when you do a little bit yeah. less yeah um which which is a uh, pretty interesting interesting topic I reckon Mm, yeah it is and like I think it comes down to when you're competing and in that process it is a fine art in that everything needs to balance out and stress is stress on the body whether it's from work dieting training whatever it is so you need to balance your life out to make it work like if competing is your life and you don't have a day job that's awesome (laughs) but you know for the rest of the world and the real world when you're doing a million other things and you've got stress coming in you need to balance it out 100% 100% and it doesn't necessarily have to be competing either like those that are listening now that just want to lose a bit of body fat yeah. and, and get a bit leaner yeah. same things apply like you need to prioritize your routine have a look at if you are taking in enough sleeping enough drinking enough water yeah. the list goes on yeah now when it comes to training um, I think it's it's pretty obvious that it is pretty individual in terms of what exercises are best for each and every person but in your opinion what are, what are some well, let's give us five of the the top glute exercises that you're a fan of? Glutes. Um, Okay, so I like back extensions, glute thrusts, bridges, um, what else? Lunges, like glute focused lunges. I like a lot of single leg stuff and probably cable kickbacks. Cable like, kickbacks, yeah, yeah. I do fan. like those. Yeah, because I've always had um, sort of my background with training was always just heavy compounds. Okay. Like I never did any accessories or anything okay. like that. It was just heavy compounds. Almost the opposite of Almost what a lot the, of I other know. people are coming yeah, from. Yeah, seriously, I used to just watch the guys. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and since I've started doing more isolated exercises and accessory exercises, yeah, I've noticed a huge change. In, huge changes, yeah. yeah. And do you have a morning routine? Yes, I do. So every morning I get up, and it sounds stupid, but I have a shot of apple cider vinegar and lemon in warm water, and then I have a coffee, and then I get outside and go for a walk. Nice. Do you meditate? I do. I've just started using Headspace, and I'm on a 31-day streak. Nice. Yep. So, How are you finding it so far? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, like sometimes I'm sort of the person that finds it hard to switch off, um, and there's a few key times. What it's me. You are, yeah. 100%. And there's only a few key times when I can do it. So I can either do it in the morning, just before I get to work, or before I go to bed. But I don't want to get into the habit of using it to fall asleep. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's about 
I really do like it. And I like that you can pick, you know, three, five, ten minutes. So yeah. there's no excuse if I don't have time. Everyone's got three minutes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do find it. And I have used it in the past when I was having issues with sleeping. And, yeah, I think it's just it just dropped off for a while. But I'm definitely keen. I want to use it every single day for 2019. Perfect. I'm just about to clock up at the end of this year, two years every single day. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was very similar, like... Before I first started, I'd be the last person to do it. Mm. Like, when I first started, I was literally kind of sitting there like, how much longer is left? I know. Like, and you're thinking about your to-do list as yeah. it's talking. You're like, oh, no, back to it. Breathe, breathe. But, yeah, no, it is really good. I think it's really helped me with my sleep. And just even you can really feel how relaxed you are. And yeah. you're like so zen just sitting there. And then you're like, okay, back to it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of doing it at the start of the day. I yeah. find coming into work just or just leaving the house in general, I mm. feel... Even if I've done nothing, I almost feel like more productive and mm. feel like I'm ready mm. for whatever's yeah. whatever's. Well, it's that up. one thing that you can tick off. Like I'm a big fan of like tick lists, yeah. and I have one every day. Like I write one before I go to bed of things that I have to do the next day, and it's just one thing you can tick off that's really achievable. Yeah, there's no, there's really no excuses. Yeah, there. yeah. All right, I want to finish this off by asking you a uh, a question. What would you say to someone that's listening at the moment, a female girl that's listening at the moment that is not doing strength training because they're afraid that it's going to make them big and bulky? You know, I had a client the other day say this to me and I said, so I said to her, you know, what do you want to focus on? And she said, oh, upper body. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, what about your lower body? Do you want to build up your glutes? And she goes, oh, I don't really want them to get any bigger. And I, I just thought... Oh, she probably thinks I'm a chicken nugget standing next to her. Like, <laughs> but it's just a load of shit. Like, it is the biggest. Oh, I don't even know how to address it because it's such a myth. Like, if you want to- toned legs, and I freaking hate that word, but I'm going to use it too. Fucking hate. <laughs> if you want strong glutes, I'm going to use that word. Yeah. Then you need to train lower body, and yeah. you need to lift weights, and you need to lift heavy to hit all those muscle fibers. So, just do some research and educate yourself on you know what it is that changes your physique because lifting weights doesn't make you bulk up. Definitely not initially, anyways. Nah. Like, and I don't know a girl that really doesn't want strong toned glutes. Mm. Like, and another thing I would I would even add to that is, if you are someone that has you know been training for a while and avoiding the weights, and you're still not at your physique where you want to be, or you're not any closer to where you want to be, then there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. Um, and why not at least give it a try for a while? And the second thing is, if it was that easy. I'd be jacked. Mm, exactly. And I'm not. I train oh. weights, you know, I'm lifting yeah. weights between four and six times a week for the past yeah. seven to eight years yeah. trying to get bigger. And if, you know, if you do start lifting weights and, you know, you, you feel like you're getting bigger or you feel like you're putting on weight, then I, the first thing I'll be doing is looking at your nutrition. Mm, and yeah. are you overeating? Because yeah. it's most likely the nutrition side of things, not yeah. the fact that you're lifting weights and all of a sudden you're, you're getting jacked. Yeah, exactly. And your glutes, like, they they do far more, like... They literally are... They determine how healthy you are. Like, I always notice people's glutes. I don't know, but I'm just like... I always notice people's glutes. And they really... If you train properly, you will have good developed glutes. You will, won't have lower back pain. It'll just resolve a lot of things if mm. you strengthen your lower body. Yeah, that's it. It's not just the aesthetic side of things. Yeah. Ter- like, back pain is a massive one. Mm. It's a huge one. And running, jumping, posture, every, like, everything. Mm. Awesome. I reckon we've got plenty there that I think a lot of people are going to be um, they're going to take a lot of value away from today so uh, thanks for coming on 
Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You'll be able to listen to yourself now. And <laughs> you'll, you'll have an episode oh on goodness. there. So, guys, I uh, really appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. If you've taken some value, which I know you will have, take a screenshot of today's episode and post it up on your Instagram story for us. Tag myself. Tag Sherelle. I'll make sure her Instagram uh, handle is in the show notes below and um, anything else I think would be relevant for you to go and check out. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. All right, guys, again, thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. And looking forward to coming to you with next week's episode.